Yo, welcome to the Game Time Podcast, episode 25. After a long hiatus, we were finally able to make one happen, and on the last day of the year, because as of this recording, it is indeed New Year's Eve. Today we're going to be talking some Super Mario RPG that released back in 1996 for the Super Nintendo and the Super Famicom. But before we get into that, if this is your first time stopping by, thank you so much. I'll give you a quick little rundown of what goes on around here. Basically, I'm just playing through games that I want to play, never got to play, or never got to beat. And then... I talk about them with friends and or strangers. Today, my buddy Josh, a.k.a. Skilderoni, is joining me once again to talk about a game that we plan to cover way back in the summer of 2022, but never got around to it. Or at least I didn't. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> We're doing it now, though, and that's what matters. If you didn't know, Super Mario RPG got a facelift with a remake a few months ago. It still stays true to its original script, but adds tons of quality of life improvements, as well as some post-game content. Hopefully we get more of this in the future, but for now, this is the best it gets for 16-bit RPG remakes. I think that's all I got. I'm going to get some more of that music queued up, and we're going to get into this. Enjoy the podcast, and I will see you all next year. Welcome to the Game Time Podcast. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, dude. Uh, just chilling. Glad to be talking about Mario RPG. Yeah, man. Thank you for joining. Um, it's going to be super fun. It has been a while since uh, since I've done this or you've done this, so hopefully all goes well. Um, I'm super stoked to talk about this game, though, on this uh, New Year's Eve as of this recording. Yeah, I can't wait. It was such a fun, fun game, and to finally get done and play it. It was uh, it was well worth it. I'm finally glad I sat down to do this because we've been talking about this for, I guess the first time we talked about it was last year or at the beginning of this year. I can't quite it was, remember. It was last year during the summer because it was, I was wanting to play it. I was, you know, we were talking about like just trying to get you to play RPG and I was like, well, what about Mario RPG or Super Mario RPG? And, um, well, I'd gotten like, you remember I'd gotten like a sunburn, a bad, like horrible sunburn or the 4th of July. Yeah. For the, the canoe trip. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> it was either that or the week after when I recovered and I got COVID by going to that, like con going to some concert, but, um, I ended up beating it on the super Nintendo last year and then they announced the, the remastered of it and was just. So stoked to to finally get get you to play it and talk about it. Yeah, man. So with you know with this one, I did something that I don't think I have ever done in my life. Um, and I played the remake. You played the original and the remake. Um, but I went straight for the remake because I'd tried to play the original Super Nintendo one a few times when we were talking about it. Um, I wanted to play it. We talked about it, and you like went ham on it. You played it and beat it and like two sessions or something it was yeah, fucked I up i remember that you streamed it and it was like the next day you were done i was like what the fuck i was like i didn't mean i was ready now i just wanted <laughs> to play it and then now a year and a half later i'm finally playing it but i did play the remake instead of the original and really the only reason why is because i did some research and i talked to you and i talked to several other people that have played both and you know the kind of the overwhelming consensus was 
the remake is fine to play. Um, no, and it's, it's got nothing but, but improvements. Exactly. And, and more than improvements, it's portable. And that was my biggest thing because I was about to go out of town for Christmas. Um, you know, I already spend so much time at my desk. I don't have a Super Nintendo, so that only leaves emulating on my computer. I didn't have any interest in streaming it. I just wanted it to be an offline game that I can play while I play other stuff. And so I found a deal on on Facebook Marketplace for uh, RPG. Someone was selling it. And I scooped it up and I started playing it. So I appreciate uh, I appreciate your input on getting me to play it because I, I really, really enjoyed the remake especially. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember you talking about, well, I haven't played the original, but I really want to. And I think like Dylan and me were both like, no, nah, dude, don't. There's no need to play it when the remake just looks so, so good. And it, it's just all quality of life improvements. Yeah, it looks good. It feels good. It aged good. And when you do like, you know, several people have made uh video comparisons on youtube of the same scenes from like the original to the remake and it's yeah. practically one for one it just looks really really good they did a really good job uh you know just kind of revamping this but keeping it it it's like true original like it's just the graphics are better i think there is some like um text differences um the cutscenes are now like animated cutscenes instead of pixelated like screenshots like it was on the Super Nintendo. Um yeah. it is so much so much better. I couldn't agree more. And I still want to go back and play the original now. I mean I think it might be a year or so, but I would love to play the original after playing this. I never played it growing up. I played it last year, you know, for the first time and then oh when this came out i bought two copies of it one for my girlfriend one for me so we could play it side by side and uh i mean she's never even played it before and played any rpg before and she loved it it was like her first introduction to the style of game and um she was uh really excited and kept playing it as well so like it's very beginner user friendly oh that's awesome she played it did she finish it too uh, she is at the end of, I think, uh, was it Booster's, uh, Tower? Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, that's far enough to, to know what you're doing and stuff. Yeah. Like, to understand. Yeah. It is very, like, you know, I don't know if Baby's First RPG is the right word here, but it's, it's not that hard of a game in comparison to something like, um, you know, you're a big Final Fantasy guy, you like RPGs, I don't like RPGs, and I was still able to kind of understand and, um... And, you know, orchestrate my teams and, and figure the game out. Um, yeah. How do, you, how do you compare this to something like Final Fantasy? Because it's interesting that this is also made by, um, oh, goddamn, I'm, I'm blanking out, uh, Square. It's made Square. by Square. Yeah, so it was a Squaresoft game on the uh, Super Nintendo, but um, we all know Squaresoft kind of disbanded and became Square Enix. It's not as in-depth. It's pretty basic. You do, like, you can swap your items around. You know, you have a weapon slot, you have a armor slot, and you have a, like, a like a jewel, you know, like a charm slot. And um, it's, there's not a whole bunch of, like, uh, combinations you can do, but there's maybe 20 items per, per uh, category. And so, like, it's not really that big in depth. But um, 
it plays smooth. It's not as complicated. The bosses aren't really uh as grind heavy. It's not it's more like chess to checkers. You know, this mm -hmm. game is like like chess. It doesn't really go in depth. There's not a lot of like planning that you need to do for fights. Um I think I went through the whole game basically without using any type of item. Uh no heals, no FP. Um you know, FP soil was at flower points for your magic. Um, yeah, so, mana points. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I think it's a pretty fair pretty fair RPG for uh, for someone to try to get into that style of game. You know, of the little Final Fantasy I have played, I think I played, like, X and X10 on the PS2 back in the day. And yeah. I, I think I beat those fairly, you know, I, I'm fairly certain I beat them. I can't really remember. I was like nine, but um, the, you know those are those are the only RPGs I've ever really played up until the past few years, and you know those go so far over my head so quick. Like I just I don't you know I've just I've never I like them, but I'm not good at them. My brain doesn't work that way. With like you know like you said, chess to checkers. I love checkers. I cannot play chess. You know, yeah, so. it's not you know a little too over overwhelming. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and I just, it's hard for me to understand, but a game like this, um, it, it really makes it easy, you know, because you start out with Mario, and then you slowly build your team up to five people, you, you know, there's like a, it's essentially like quest to get like Peach, and you get Bowser, and Gino, and Mallow, and, you know, you know, two characters that are, as far as I know, they're nowhere else in the Mario universe being Gino and Mallow. Yeah, they've never been, they've never appeared anywhere else, I think. I think with Gino, there was almost like a petition or something going on for him to be in Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah, and that's so that's like my only exposure to Gino is I remember, I remember the hype when people were, uh, you know, they were announcing new characters for, for Smash Ultimate. And everybody wanted fucking Gino, and I had no idea. I'd never heard of Gino. Uh, maybe in like conversation, if somebody was talking Super Mario RPG on like another podcast or something, but I didn't yeah. have any concept of what Gino was. But I remember that. And as far as Mallow, also, I've I've never you know never heard of it. They don't appear in any other games. But now that I've played it, and these characters kind of like have personality, and I understand those personalities. I understand the hype of wanting, you know, wanting a character like that in a game like Smash Ultimate where it's just a huge celebration of all this gaming history and they're trying to, you know, appeal to everybody and put a little bit of everything from every game into this one game. So it was, yeah. it was cool to see Gino and kind of and kind of get the gist of, of why people wanted him so bad. Yeah, you, you understand the recognition now? Yeah, exactly. So are you... Um, <clears throat> Goddamn, I'm choking on my coffee. So Gino versus Mallow, which one do you like more? All right, so I like Gino because he he's got like the spirit gun, you know, not really spirit gun, but he shoots with his fingertip, and I think that's that's super cool. Um, but Mallow, Mallow's hilarious. He's like, to me, he was like the comedy and the frustration in the game. Yeah. Um, he's a cloud that thinks he's a frog because he was raised by frogs, so. It's kind of like, well, what's going on? This is like, and that's like, you're the first person you meet is Mallow, you know? So it's like, what am I getting myself into? And then, yeah, I would, I'd say Gino for the, for the battling and then Mallow just for the context. For sure. No, no, I, I, I agree. Gino is definitely more useful 
in the game. But you know, I I like Mallow. It's um uh, he's useless as fuck. Like he he can't do anything. Like you only really bring out Mallow if you know that like a certain enemy or boss has a weakness to something Mallow has, or yeah. he's always like your last uh you know, your last chance character. Like if everybody else is dead, then there's Mallow, you know, and then maybe you can pull it off. But but no, I, I really liked the story of Mallow and like when I first started playing the game, you know, like you said, Mallow's the first person you meet or the first person who joins your team. And uh, you know, he's talking about how he's a he's a tadpole and he grew up on this tadpole uh in this tadpole land or whatever. And the whole time this is going on, I'm like that's the worst looking tadpole I've ever seen. I hadn't even put it together that he was a cloud or anything. I was just like, how the fuck is he a tadpole? And yeah, he almost when, looks like a marshmallow and his name's Mallow. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then when when that whole story kind of like explained itself that he got lost for his family or whatever, and then he was raised by frogs, I, I laughed so hard. I was like, that's so stupid, but it's so funny. Yeah, and I, I think what he's getting picked on by uh, the cro- croco and then... He's like crying, wants to see Mario jump to prove that it's Mario because Mario in this game is like the legendary jump master. Yeah. And then, and then he like goes from crying, and when he's crying, it's raining in the town. And then when he's, you know, he cheers up because he he met the great legendary Mario. Um, the rain stopped too, so I was like, oh, okay, so this this guy's a little different. Yeah, every time he gets upset or something, but it just starts pouring. And, like, he doesn't even have to be on the screen. That's the funny part is, like, he won't be on screen. He'll be, like, in a, you know, there's a part where he's, like, in the castle or, or something. And and then, it, you know, the thunder just strikes and it starts raining and you know what's going on. And then, like, the next the next sequence, he's, like, coming out and it stops raining. It's just so funny. I like Mallow. But I don't know. A lot of people hate him. I... I understand he's useless, but I think he's a great character. Good addition. I, I thought I used him quite a bit in, on the uh, Super Nintendo version, but I didn't use him that much on the uh, on the Switch release, only because I went through the first playthrough of it with him and thought I'd change it up a little bit. But during that first playthrough, I'm pretty sure I was a big Mallow fan because I was like, well, I've had him the longest. You know, he's I like him. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's your day one. So that's another thing, though, is that, so, it, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, in the Super Nintendo version, you, you can't swap out the characters mid-battle, right? And yeah, no. In the Switch version, you can. So, like, yeah. these characters are more useful in the Switch version. Yeah, and that was a huge, huge thing on the uh, Super Nintendo version because the late-game battles, holy crap, are so tough. Like, grinding out some of these boss fights just to get some type of good RNG was uh was very insane. And I'm not for sure, but I don't know if there's like a experience share. I can't remember to be honest, but I'm thinking there wasn't a an experience share on the Super Nintendo version. So if they weren't out on the field, then I don't think they were getting um oh experience. Now yeah. it could be wrong, but that's kind of why I like had to stick to my certain party um, on Super Nintendo on the late game because I kept them throughout the whole whole time, so they were kind of my my, my beefy team. Yeah, I mean that's got to be hard because so you're saying if you 
you know, if you want Peach, for example, to be on your team, we're kind of jumping a little bit here, but that's okay. I'm just curious. If you want Peach on your team to heal because she's your healer, you have to have her in from the beginning of the fight, right? Yes. What happens if they die? Do they swap in if, if one of your characters dies? Does, like, Mallow swap in or no? I'm not for sure. Honestly, I can't really remember because it, it was, like, last year in July. But um, I really can't say, to be honest. Yeah. No, no, that, that's okay. I was just curious because in the Switch version, like, you use all five of them. Like, you know, say if you have, like, you know, you have three at a time, Mario always has to be in, so then you get to pick between Gino, Bowser, Peach, and Mallow. Yeah. And so if, if your whole team gets wiped, if you have those three out, then, like, Mallow and Gino or wh- whatever, the, the two that are in your party, you think Pokemon, you know, they're kind of in, in, your, in your party. It works just like that where if... Your team dies, you swap them in until you're out of characters. I just didn't know if it was like that in the Super Nintendo version or not. But either way, I mean, it's that adds a whole other level of difficulty. Oh, yeah. So, so real quick, it's not in the Super Nintendo version. Uh, they update it. They said it's now possible to swap party members mid-battle. Any party members that are downed or turned into mushrooms can be swapped out or skipped when their turn comes up. So... Yeah, in the original version, you couldn't swap them out. That's something that was one of the uh, improvements. Yeah, yeah, that's because I mean it would be so bad, you know, late game. I mean, you know, you got you got six party members, but you only start the battle with three, and that's the three you got to keep up, you know, within the original. And so now, yeah, it's it's just su- such a better improvement to be able to swap them out. Definitely. And then, uh. Was that Bowser? What do you think about Bowser's story? Would that did that kind of surprise you on on how he uh how his story kind of unfolded? Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. Because you know the game starts off and you're essentially just fighting Bowser, you know, like your standard Mar- uh, Mario trope, and uh, you know you're fighting Bowser, and basically like you're fighting on these chandeliers, and you knock the chandeliers off. Um, and then, you know, I don't exactly remember how this story unfolds, but you see the big bad and it's basically this huge sword. Um, later on in the game, Bowser actually joins up with you and gets on your team. And I don't know, I, I do, I do like it because the whole thing about Bowser joining your team is that, you know, this giant ass sword crashed into his castle. You're fighting him in his castle and he just wants his castle back. But as the story goes, you'll actually become kind of like friends and Bowser has so much personality for the first time because this game's before Mario 64 as well. It barely, I think. I think it's just a few months before, but we had never seen Bowser in, you know, any kind of light like this. Like every time you see Bowser yeah. in a Mario game, you're just like running across a bridge and you got to like break the bridge and he falls into the lava and that's it. It's, you know, it's, it's never stated that him and Mario are friends, but in this one, they befriend each other like fairly early and it was. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, this is a new, uh, this is new, this is a new relationship unfolding. Right, right. It's the first time really you see anything like this from Bowser, and in later games he, he kind of starts to have personality. He kind of does go back to that, just like guy who captures Peach, and then you got to go fight him. You play the whole game, you know. Yeah. At the end of the game, you fight him, but in this one, you'll actually team up. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. I don't think they could have done a better job, honestly, of like putting these characters in a JRPG as good as they did because it, it yep. really works. It really works. We're used to stuff nowadays like, you know, you have um, 
the Paper Mario series, which this is kind of kind of like the prequel to that. I mean, not story-wise, but like mechanic-wise and, you know, more I, I think more people, uh, at least of my generation, of your generation, they they know Paper Mario, whereas I don't think as many people know of this game, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I grew up knowing about Paper Mario on the 64, and I didn't really know about Super Mario RPG until years later. Yeah, no, same here. I, I never heard of this, but also I wasn't a Super Nintendo kid like I we didn't you know I basically went from the NES to the 64 so the whole Super Nintendo era I knew nothing about uh really up until the past couple of years but yeah I'd never heard of it but always knew about Paper Mario even like Mario and Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga I remember those from the Game Boy Advance which are probably more close to this than Paper Mario but they're, uh, yeah, you know, it's the same kind of thing, like timed combat. That's another thing this game, as far as I know, for the first, uh, for the first time, goddamn, what am I saying? For the first time, uh, you know, timed combat and like hitting, t- hitting the buttons for the attacks to a beat. Yeah. Yeah. They damage. gave it a little extra damage. Yeah. As far as I know, this is the first time you see that in a game. Um, and it works, but that, that stuck with, uh, Paper Mario, as far as I know to this day. Yeah, oh yeah, it's the same way in the last Paper Mario they came out with, uh, Origami King. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's all the same type of, fi- uh, not physics, but the same action commands, you know, during the battle. It's uh, That's something that has stuck with the series, even though this isn't Paper, it's, like you said, it's the prequel. Right. But it's, it's, it's as close as it could be. Yeah, so if uh, the people listening, they don't know exactly what we're talking about. Basically, you know, think your standard JRPG or RPG you do an attack, you know, it's turn-based combat. You do an attack, and if you hit if you hit the attack button at the right time, basically you'll do extra damage or get extra hits or whatever. And, you know, as far as I know, this is the first time that happens. And a lot of games have done it since. Uh, you know, Mother 3 is the one I think about with, uh, with uh, <clears throat> like, rhythmic, rhythmic combat because that game works in a very similar way as this with the uh, with the extra hits and stuff except it's way more complex in that game like i think you do you do the attacks to the music and each fight in mother 3 has different music and then there's like bosses where you have to like seek out their heartbeat pattern with a different um like a spell you you cast a spell you find their heartbeat pattern it'll show it to you and then you go from there as far as doing your attacks but we're not talking Mother 3, that's for another day, but that is what uh, that is what this reminded me of, I guess. That's pretty interesting. I didn't know that. I thought Earthbound had something like that, but no, Ur- Mother Earthbound 3 I was thinking of because of Dylan. Yeah. yeah, Earthbound doesn't. It doesn't have the, uh, as far as I know at least, it doesn't have the, uh, the rhythmic extra hits and stuff. Mother 3 does, and that's why that game's so, that's why people are so... Uh, I, I, they're hungry for it, you know. They want Mother Three in the states. They want a real translation because you can't really do that stuff on emulator. Like you can, but there's you know frame delay and stuff. So you need, you know, you need to be able to hit the button at the right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah got to be accurate. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's like that delay when you emulate it. I guess we haven't talked about Peach yet. Oh, Peach. So <laughs> when Exor that um. The sword, you know, whenever he flies flies down from space from Starland, Star World, 
and crashes Bowser's castle, everybody gets thrown out, you know, you know, get dispersed throughout the world. Well, she lands in Booster's tower. And Booster, I thought Booster was like the original, like to me, he reminds me of the original Wario. Absolutely. The way he acts, the way he looks. Um, His face looks more like he got electrified you know he's got more you know like pretty frizzy hair stuff like that but i thought he really reminded me of a uh, wario but you make it to his tower and booster doesn't want to be bothered because peach basically fell on his arms and he's gonna marry her so like booster took over B- bowser's role in this game which is pretty yeah. funny and i don't think He's been uh, reintroduced in the in the Mario universe, either. No, no, not as far as I know. I've ever seen him until this. But you're right; he he does definitely, definitely remind you of Wario right off the bat. But um, yeah. So getting up to Peach, you got to go through his tower. He's got a bunch of you know, he's got a couple little uh little fun, funny spots. You know, I think he's he's the seventh generation booster, and they all have the pi- pictures up on the wall, which are you know you can kind of say they re- they represent different famous people their poses their their funny faces in the in the pictures little mini game to get i think it's Bowser's chain chomp item if you yeah. if if you guess the generations in order basically you you get a a chain chomp chain for uh for Bowser and then another part of that his uh the part to get to Peach was the um Hiding behind a curtain. Oh yeah, thought that was pretty funny. It was. Well, it like turns into like ste- game. Yeah, it turns into like a stealth game that I'm pretty sure is unwinnable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know on the Super Nintendo that part took me a minute, I think, but I was also emulating it, so I, th- you know, probably that little bit of a delay. But, um, yeah, I, I really liked the uh the the trip to get to Peach. It was a, uh, it was entertaining. Honestly, yeah, no, I I definitely agree, I, and I didn't even realize that that that's how Peach ended up there. I had no idea. I just, I guess, I just wasn't paying enough attention. But yeah, I mean, it basically turns into the same exact thing as when Bowser captures Peach. She's at the top of this this castle, but it's Booster this time, and it, it's funny because you know I I think you're right. I think that might have been like a base design for Wario, and then they like changed his personality because Booster is definitely like, you know, he's kind of like just. Uh, He's angry, but he's like, he, he's just like unstable. Like he, yeah, chaotic. He, yeah, he's like manic. He cries, and then he gets pissed, and like he, yeah, he's just like, just such a dick to his people, like his, uh, his goons, I guess you would say. But yeah, his little minions. Yeah, but he just has like meltdowns and just gets obsessed with Peach. It's really funny. I think when you get to Booster's Tower at the very start, you know, you you go up to the front door and you, and you go to walk in, and he slides a little peephole open kind of like the wizard of oz that uh that actually made me laugh because i thought that was a funny part in the wizard of oz movie he like slides it open and it's basically just like go away (laughs) yeah yeah definitely (laughs) and wait you end up fighting booster right yeah so you fight booster yeah once you get to the top and then uh you eventually get peach back and that's the part with the wedding scene and all of that is that right because he's getting married to her yeah yeah so you basically interrupt the wedding and uh, then you fight Booster, and then uh, and then Peach joins your team. And Peach is arguably the best character in the game because she is your healer. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Very dude, necessary. Dude, yeah. I mean, without Peach, this game would be hard as fuck. Like, with healing items and stuff. Because Peach has, essentially, she has infinite healing power. As long as you keep Peach alive, you can keep everybody alive. And, uh, I mean, it's super OP. Super OP. When when Peach goes down, though, and you run out of items to revive her, like, you're fucked. You can't. You're not going to win, you know, yeah. those late game boss battles. So, Peach, so one, very clutch. One of her bells, you know, is basically a heal all. And uh, it heals everybody. And it doesn't even cost that much flower points. And, I mean, that's something that you need in the late game. And I don't think I used her in the late game on the Super Nintendo, I used Mario, Bowser, and uh, Gino. Mm, yeah, you were just toughing your way through. I was tanking it, man. I, yeah. I, I tried tanking it so hard. and But that's kind of how I played this remake, um, remaster, is basically tanked it and then leveled up Peach on how uh, the stats would best help her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's definitely, definitely a uh, top-tier character in this game. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. So, you know, if for the people listening, Peach is your healer, Bowser's the tank, Mario's kind of a mix of a tank and, uh, he's, and he's, magic. Yeah, he's like Nintendo's uh, average character in everything. He's got magic, he's got jumps, he's got attack. And his health is pretty good as well. And then you got Mallow, who's kind of just... Uh, he heals too, but he he basically relies off magic. And then Gino's... I, I don't know, you probably know the word better than me, but he's almost like a tactical mage. Like, he he has... He has physical strength, but it's not like... It's not brute strength like Bowser, but he also yeah. heals, you know, Gino. He would be like a, like a red mage. Okay. Something that's... Uh, he, he's not really like the best. But he he's good, definitely. So my strats going through this game for the most part would be Mario, Gino, and Bowser, and then Peach. Since in the remake you can swap Peach in and out, Peach would always stay in my party for safety. If someone died, I'd bring Peach out, heal them, put Peach back in. That was kind of my strat because with Gino, he has spells that can boost attack power and defense power. So I would just be boosting up Bowser the whole game. Uh, you know, yeah, keep uh, keep Gino alive, keep Bowser alive, Mario's kind of whatever. I do think it's extremely frustrating that you can't take Mario out of the party because there are so many times where I would just like, if you could have Gino, Bowser, and Peach, like you could probably make the game as hard as you wanted to and you would be fine because you could just boost Bowser and heal everybody all the time. But But always having to have Mario in the party was kind of annoying. I didn't know you had to have Mario in the party, honestly. I didn't swap <laughs> anybody out. I, yeah. My, my party this playthrough made Mario, Bowser, and Peach. Mario, I got handled 27, Bowser 25, and Peach, I maxed her out at 30. Yo, and shit. Yeah, that's, that's how I finished the game. <laughs> that's like, sick. Never even try to swap Mario out. I just like, and it, that's a big thing I have that's a... Uh, that probably hurts me because there's probably better combinations, but I find something that works and I just stick with it until I get to an area where I need a change. And I For felt sure. like felt like this uh, my party group was was pretty good to not have to change it as much, definitely, or really at all. 
it was a uh, it was it was a lot better than it was on the Super Nintendo. For sure. And the only reason I knew that you couldn't swap Mario out is because I let him die all the time because oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't really use him like because you know he has the jump thing and I suck at the jumps. We'll, we'll get oh. into that in a minute. But yeah, basically God. one of Mario's uh, special moves, probably his most powerful move is you know you uh he has like a a jump a super jump an ultimate jump whatever it's called and essentially if you time it right you can get i think up to a hundred hits a hundred if not more yeah i don't know how many it caps out at but i could not for the life of me get more than like i think i got 35 i got i got 95 laying in bed with Paige. we were watching like 90 day fiance and nice. I'm, I'm fucking <laughs> focused, dude. Because if you get a hundred jumps, you get the somebody will give you Mario's. I think his ultimate weapon. And I'm like, I'm grinding it, dude. I've probably spent seven, eight hours just trying my best to get these hundred jumps. And I got to 95, and somebody on the TV show said something funny, ruined my focus. And I missed out on the 96 jump. I was five away. Oh, after man. Hours of grinding. And I I just didn't try after that. But I got to 95 and fucked up. <laughs> I was so upset. Oh, I bet. I mean, that's how I felt trying to get to 30. Because you also get an item when you get to 30. Like, there's a guy, I think, in like a Monstroso town. Monstroso town? I don't know how to say it. Yeah. It's one of the late game towns, but you find somebody who says if you get to 30 jumps, come back, he'll give you an item. Then you do that, and then after that, he'll say get 100 jumps, and he'll give you something else. So I struggled pretty hard to get the 30, so I can't imagine getting 100. Yeah, it was, uh, it wasn't that bad. Almost had to treat the screen like you would treat a guitar hero. Not really... Focus on a specific point, but just almost lose focus and just be aware of your whole surrounding of the screen. Oh yeah, it, uh, it was tough. I felt like I had to control my breathing differently when I started getting past fifty, dude. Like try not to hyperventilate. <laughs> no, I feel it. I feel it. I mean, I play Guitar Hero with the fucking sound off sometimes, man. I get it. <laughs> like you yeah. got to get in that zone. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard. You played it all in handheld, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't put it on the TV at all. So I I started that way. I probably played half of it handheld, and as soon as I put it on the TV, I much preferred it. Um, it just looked so good, and you know, blown up like that because the the switch, you know, when you're in handheld, it's lower resolutions. It's not much lower, but it still is lower. You put it on the TV, it looked so fucking good, and. As far as, like, the timing and stuff, I really started to get it so much better while just using a controller instead of the Switch, you know, just playing it handheld. So, I don't know. I, maybe maybe if you put it on the TV and use a controller, you'll you'll get those 100 jumps. I actually looked it up to try and figure out if there was, like, something that, I, that would help me to get those 100 jumps. And I think I read somebody said dock it and use a, a controller, like, like, say, the Pro Controller. But have it actually plugged into the dock as well so there's just to limit all the delay as possible and then to all you know you have it docked so you get the max frame rate that the system can push Mm, yeah that makes sense yeah anytime anytime as far as like latency and delay like plugged in is always better 
always better than uh, wireless, but I actually, I didn't do that. I played wireless with a controller, but it still seemed better to me, but I can imagine if you were, uh, if you were wired in, it would be even better. Like those old Guitar Hero guitars are also a really good, um, uh, example because I, you know, you use a wireless guitar versus a wired guitar. You can feel the difference, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and then a lot of the bosses in this game, I don't think there's a single boss that's actually from a Mario universe. No, but they well, all make sense. That's their thing. one. Birdo. Birdo, I yeah. Remember. Birdo. But is it because that comes from Mario 2 and that's not Mario? Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that's the, that's the, we'll give that one a 50-50. Yeah, we'll give it, we'll give 50. 50 out of 100 points. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. There, there aren't other than Birdo. You, you can, we can count Birdo. We'll count that. But they all make sense though. They're all unique. They're all new, new characters, but they all I, look great. Like, yeah, this it, game with the polish. N- Nintendo knows how to polish a game. Absolutely. I, I'm trying to think of some bosses. I remember, um, I remember what they're like. Most of them are like. I don't think I really know any names off the top of my head, but. But they all make sense. There's the guy who shoots arrows. That one's that one's iconic to me. Who shoots arrows up in the air? Yeah, warrior. Like, yeah, yeah. He shoots the arrows up, and like these pads come down. And it's like X, Y, and A. And if oh, yeah. arrow, whatever the arrow lands on is like like so. If the if the arrow lands on the A, then you can't attack until he shoots another one onto a different button. Or if it lands on the X, you can't use items. If it lands on the Y, you know you can't use magic and. Yeah, you know, early in the game, that can be pretty, pretty tough. Oh yeah, um, especially because, if you have a team that doesn't have uh, magic and you and you can't attack. Yeah, and then he'll put up shields and shit that, like, you know. So now he's say now he's invincible to magic, but you know you've uh, he's he's hit your he's hit the A, so you can't attack and you can use items. Um, you, yeah, so you can't attack, you can use items. And you can use magic, but he's invincible to magic. So then, like, what do you do? You just try to survive until he shoots another one. So it added an element of of strategy and also RNG, you know? Yeah. Of just, like, how do you deal with the situation uh, when that happens? So. Now, um, the ones that I remember that I thought was like, okay, this is pretty cool, was the uh, Axum Rangers. The oh, ones that, yeah. The ones that look like Power Rangers. They're all different uh-huh. color. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, that was like at the very end of the game, I think. That was like your, I don't know, it was close. It was close to the end of the game. Yeah, it was, I think it could have been like in like Bowser's Castle or, or something. It was so, yeah, it's like, it's it's pretty, it's within the pe- last couple hours of the gameplay probably. For sure. I remember that fight being pretty tough too because you have to take them all down. There's six of them. And I think they're all weak to different stuff. Um, and they're all like immune to different stuff. Like they have, uh, you know, like some of them don't really take much damage from physical attacks, but they take damage from, from, uh, like magic attacks, whether it's thunder or snow or, or, you know, Gino's, uh, the Gino flash or whatever. But yeah, I remember that power hard. Yeah. That fight was super hard. One thing, one thing that I, I did just think about that I, we haven't talked about as far as I know. Um, and I'm assuming this is in the original too, but you know, we talk shit about Mallow. I like Mallow. He is pretty useless, but the one thing he does do that is super valuable, um, at least in the remake, you can tell me if it's in the original or not, but 
He has a uh, what's called a thought peak, and it takes just a couple of your uh, mana points away, but it'll basically tell you what what uh, whoever you're fighting what they're weak to and how much HP they have. Did you use that a lot? Uh, I didn't. I think I used it in the original. Um, I didn't use it in the remake. Yeah, but... that can be very useful because some enemies, especially bosses, they literally only have one weakness. And it'll be something super random, like <laughs> like it'll be like uh, they're weak to snow or they're weak to thunder, and those are things that at least I didn't really use that much. I I, I tanked my way through this game as well. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I leveled up Mar and all of Mario's level up. I put it on strength on Bowser. I put on strength, and then Peach I put on whatever was best. You know, because you get three options when you level up. You know and Two of the three will only give you one stat improvement, but the the one out of the three will give you multiple stats improvements. So you still have a option to pick what you want to do, you know, what you want to improve. But the if you go off of what the game suggests, that would be like the true way to level up, you know, to hit every stat that would give you plus two or plus three. So I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to tank Mario and Bowser and then, uh, just, just going to keep pushing my way through. Yeah, so I did the same thing, but I also didn't realize that. I didn't, I mean, every time, I kind of decided early on what I was going to focus each stat for for the characters. I didn't know they were, I mean, I knew you could pick the options between strength, magic, and there's another one I can't remember, maybe speed. Um, I realized it like, like, I know you could pick whichever one you wanted to, but I didn't realize that some gave you more um stat points than others so like mario was always physical bowser was always physical peach was magic gino was magic and mallow was magic i never changed from that so yeah you just base it off of what you're using them for yeah exactly i never added hp or or physical or whatever to to any of them i don't think i ever added hp to anybody um it was always strength or magic maybe that maybe that's why i ended up in so much trouble later in the game (laughs) yeah I know, yeah, I I just did straight tank and then uh pe- peach to heal. But yeah, uh now I'm stepping back to Gino. Yeah. Right. Gino is like the main character of this game. I know we didn't we didn't t- we haven't touched on him yet, but he he is like the main character of the game. He came from the same universe that uh um Smithy uh comes from like was it like or the star world this you know star road i think yeah he's on star road and the star pieces you're collecting are actually fragments of star road that he's trying to put back together because he knows smithy's gonna fuck everything up yeah i didn't even realize he was from the same world i knew he was from space you know that whole that whole backstory i guess kind of went all you know it went straight over my head but gino basically comes from you know, there's a part, I think Gino's like maybe the, maybe the third right after Mallow, maybe right after Bowser. I can't remember. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. You, you basically go into this house and there's this like little toad playing with, uh, playing with his dolls. Gino's one of the dolls. He has so Mario. Gino, Peach and, uh, Bowser. Yeah. Or Mario. Mario's not Mario. Too. Yeah. 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 Mario. And essentially, you know, the, the kid's just playing with these dolls and then I guess at night, the like a little orb floats down and it's, it it's just takes over star. walls. Yeah. 
Yeah, it takes over Gino, and uh, then Gino comes to life. And uh, it, it's like the Pinocchio effect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's actually a really good, a really good way to describe it. It's exactly like that. Then Gino joins your team, and I didn't even realize that that, that was the backstory on him, though, that he's from that same place. Oh. Which uh, which is pretty cool, because then he, like, gains size. He looks just, you know, he's up to size with uh, Mario and Peach, and but he still looks like a puppet. He still looks like a little doll, like a little, you know, string puppet doll. Right. Yeah, it's so funny, because uh, the Toad that's, like, playing with the dolls is, like, freaking out because like Gino ran to the woods and he's like telling his mom that Gino came to life and she's like yeah yeah you know <laughs> it's it's so good you know now we've talked about all the characters everybody's on the team there there's a few complaints there's uh, uh you know nothing nothing broken in the game but the the level where you know I, I really like this level but the level where you go you fight the shark can't remember his name uh level Jones Jesse Jesse James Jones or yes. something like so weird. So that level is dope. I like that level. You know, you go, you're basically in like oh. a pirate ship and everything. But there's Johnny Jonathan Jones. Johnny Jonathan Jones. What a name. You know, somebody's named that out there. That's really funny. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I really liked that level. But there was like this weird, like underlying puzzle that you had to solve yes. through there that I. Oh my no, God. No fucking way. I looked it up. No way. I did it for a little yeah. bit, and I was like, no. Did you find all the hints? No. <laughs> oh, man, you got to go through every room. No, not doing it. See, that's that Resident Evil bullshit I don't like. Oh, dude, I love it. I love it so much because Paige, my girlfriend, had a huge problem with that. And it's like, what's the, what's the like, question for it, too? Like, because it... It's a riddle, and you have to get, I think, like, there's, like, six hints, and each room gives you, like, a, a little challenge and to get the answer to the puzzle. And uh, so they each room gives you a letter, and uh, this shit was hilarious. No, I was losing my mind on it, man. I was like, I, I God, no, fuck this. Fuck you. I'm not doing it. Uh, I, that's the only thing I really looked up. Um, but basically you're just looking for, uh, the word pearls. There's like a, there's a door you can't get in or something and, or somebody asks you, you have to, you know, you have to, uh, you have to type in pearls and, uh, I guess each room gave you a letter and I could not, dude, I could not figure it out. So, yeah. So it's like, what's, what's found at the bottom of the sea or something, you know? And, um, mm -hmm. and the way the boxes are lined up too, it's not how you would expect it to spell either. Um, it like wraps around like a U, you know, there's two rows of three boxes and it's from top left to bottom left to bottom right to top right. So you spell it very weird as well, but not every box has the same letters. So there's only one way you could spell it if you get all the hints. Right. Uh, you actually figured it out like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but Paige, Paige was having such a hard time and I didn't want to spoil it. I just wanted her to like try and figure it out on her own. And she was right there spelling pearls and then reset it and tried like like clam or, or some shit. Like just <laughs> <laughs> like you were so close. Oh no, fuck. Uh, I hate it. That's shit. Yeah. Alright. So yeah, I, I could agree with you, especially if you're if you're not good at like you know, that type of pro uh, puzzle solving, problem solving, or like just 
seeing all of it and just wanting to go that is uh that is a little bit of a frustrating part especially if you if you don't write everything down um mm. you know because then you have to go back like three or four rooms just to remember what the what the hint was in the in the puzzle it's definitely a roadblock and i just think about it like you know if i was playing that as a kid i probably wouldn't have gotten past that at least not without help or a guide or something i'm just i don't know i just don't i don't have that kind of uh i guess that kind of brain to figure that out and and stuff i mean I, i've just never been good at stuff like that so it's just such a different thing than the rest of the game that it's like come on come on hey. dude like what the fuck why but I get yeah. it. I mean, it's an RPG. Like, it's, you know, it could be a lot worse because a lot of games do that over and over and over again where you have oh, to yeah. solve, solve stuff. So my my little bit of a bitch and gripe with a puzzle is towards the end, and it's the six fucking doors that you can that you have to go through to, to get to uh Smithy, you know, to to, to get to like the, the true late game. Um you remember what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, that was on my list too. The fucking trivia questions, dude. <laughs> my god. I got like my first my first shot at it. I uh you have to answer questions and when you answer them you're on this little platform and you got like a like a goomba, like a like a giant goomba, like a like a hammer bro. And you got to raise the level, the platform up to his eye level. I was one right answer away to get up there and I got it wrong and then grinded it for like 35 minutes trying to get get myself back up there but I kept fucking up the questions there's like 60 questions that they randomized and pick from so they're not always the same and they're not in the same order it's all RNG and fuck man I grinded that probably 35-45 minutes until I just pulled up all the fucking answers and was like okay like, let me get this and like I pulled up the answers and like skimmed through it and but you you don't even have enough like okay so the web page there's so many questions you can't see them all on the screen at once so you'd have to scroll to find it but the if you're playing it and then you're trying to cheat by using the que- uh the answer guide you only have like three or four seconds to pick the right answer. So you don't even have enough time to skim, or at least I don't. I'm not a fast reader. Right. But it's like you don't even have enough time to, to cheat on the quiz. <laughs> like, and it was just so frustrating, man. And then right after that, you got to count the barrels. That oh, got yeah. And then I had to go <laughs> back and do the fucking quiz again, dude. I was like, oh my God. And you know, you're playing it on the Switch. It's not. It, it's it's a true release game, so there's no save states. There's no rewinding. It's like fuck. There's no quick save. No, no, you're you're not wrong. I actually didn't look that up. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. You get to the six doors, and they're like, you got to get through four of these, and it's like two. What does it say? It says two are trivia, two are platformer, and two are really hard fighting gauntlets. Yeah. And so you got to get through four, and you don't know which ones are which. But but yeah, dude, that trivia one, I got fucking stuck for so long. I did not look it up. Uh, you know, we were just sitting on the couch. Kelly was watching me play, and she was just like, I don't get it. Why is it that hard? And I was like, it's hard. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. so fucking hard. They're asking me the dumbest shit. They're yeah. like, <laughs> what's the boy in Toad Town 
what's he waiting for? And it's like baseball season. What the yeah. fuck? We're like, it, <laughs> what's the photographer scared of? Like taking his own picture? Like hey, he's a photographer. Why would that be his answer? Yeah, it's all these like little things in the game that you're not going to pay attention to. Things that yeah. were said way earlier and they're, you're getting quizzed on it. And you're not getting past this part until you get it right. Luckily, yeah. I, I eventually just got it right and I didn't fuck up the barrels. So well, <laughs> I got lucky. Like, it's like the typical RPG part of it as well, you know, because like when you go to a new town in RPGs, you're supposed to talk to everybody. You're, you know, like that's how you find out where items are, where people are, where, you know, what quests are around. Um, and everything in that quiz, it's like shit people would tell you throughout the game. Take it. I spent eight hours trying to get a hundred jumps. I didn't <laughs> remember what all these people fucking said. So I was like, dude, I'm so lost. I started getting answers wrong that I previously got right. I was just, <laughs> it got the best of me. Oh, me too. Yeah, I mean, you turned it into just jump simulator, so I can yeah. imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was one one like little gripe that I had. A, not even really a gripe. It was just like to me, it, it just frustrated me because I don't know, it's just irritating. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, it's it's a bit of a gripe. I'm glad it was in there, but it was annoying. Oh yeah, no, I, I there's not a single truly bad thing that I don't like about this game. Absolutely. Like, I enjoyed every single bit of it. Me too, man. And the, you know, the thing is like, I wanted, I wanted to do the trivia, uh, opposed to the platforming because that's another gripe. I fucking hate the platforming of this game when it makes you jump on stuff with the isometric angles. Like, dude, it makes me go damn near cross-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that was real hard on the Super Nintendo I, I do remember that being a pain because you can't move diagonally like you can with the joystick, you know? Like, that was that was something that was uh, really frustrating. Yeah, and, like, you would end up, you know, doing this section with the six doors. The I, I ended up doing, let's see, I ended up doing one of the fights, two of the trivia, and one of the platforming. Uh, sections but the, god dude the platforming is so hard because you can't really see where you're going and you, it, just because of the way the game is designed it like I don't know I understand why there's platforming because it's Mario yeah but I've never played like you know Earthbound shows this exact same angle it's an isometric from the side kind of top down but not quite top down but there's no platforming in Earthbound in this game you actually do have to jump on some stuff yeah, it's like stuff and the grids and diagonals and not straight lines. Yeah, that shit drove me crazy. But I actually think that the Super Nintendo control, like the way the game controls with a Super Nintendo controller, is the key to that because I played this with a joystick. Yeah. Uh, you know, an analog stick. And for a lot of those platforming sections, I just had to switch back to D pad because you can hold the direction that it wants you to go so much easier whereas with a joystick like you, you almost can't like you need a you need a notch you know you need a Jeez. notch to go like correct upright you know i think it was the platforming section before booster's tower when you're going through like the uh, little wood area and then you get to where the wizard it's like the guy in the cloak you know um 
it's when you in the, he introduces you to the bridge and you got to jump between the platforms and it turns into a mini game or you can do oh, it on yeah. easy medium or hard um i think on the hard one if you beat it then beat your time uh you get like a frog coin but yeah yeah that that was really fun that kind of prep you know like i i grinded that until i until i i, I did everything and then <laughs> But that was like kind of frustrating as well. And I realized that you could kind of hold the button down until the, you know, the bullet bill comes and you, you jump over him. Um, but yeah, that, uh, that was a pretty fun spot with a little bit of platforming that I was like, okay, this is where you can use that little trick at. Yeah. I wish I would have done that. Cause I didn't, I, uh, you know, I, I know what you're talking about. He offers you the little mini game for an exchange of a couple coins or whatever, and you can win some prizes and stuff but or you yeah you or you can just go across it jump over the bullet bill and go to the next stage and that's what i did i didn't fuck around with that mini game because uh, uh i know in the late game one of those platforming rooms you got the thwomps like smashing down on you and then like a different type of bullet bill coming through but you can't see them yeah and instead of like the bullet bill pushing you like it does in the early game he's actually an enemy oh yeah and then it spawns a battle yeah, and with Mario, you're like, oh, I can jump on enemies. You can't jump on enemies. Like, you can, but it won't do any damage. It just initiates a battle. And, like, that's one thing. I guess that's another gripe is that I I was hoping kind of like, uh, you know, in, in Earthbound or something where um, you get to a high enough level, they just disappear and you get the, like, the auto battle experience. Or oh, yeah. if you was to jump on an enemy, you would do damage before the game, you know, before the battle, which I thought would uh would have been uh a little bit cooler if it did. Yeah, that would have been nice because like going through uh sections where you're like way over leveled in Super Mario RPG, you know, you just have to refight the enemies and they're basically one shot. But yeah, I didn't even think about that because you know, at Earthbound, you just don't have to fight them anymore. That you do, they just fall over essentially when you walk past them. I do yeah. like I do like that all the enemies are on the on the screen it's not like pokemon where they just pop up randomly yeah no random encounters that yeah. that's always a plus in any rpg definitely there's one more there's one more part that and i think this is the last gripe that drove me probably crazier than any other part in the game and it's where you're climbing the goddamn vines oh yeah into the <laughs> clouds holy <laughs> fuck dude yeah Cause it, that that took me longer than anything in the game to like get past. Yeah, holding the buttons or being in that right position to jump from vine to vine, because it is that weird diagonal camera view. Nothing straight. It, you know, it's not. It's like a like literally two point five D. Yeah. You know, like when you look at the box, the box isn't based on. You're looking at the corner. You're looking at the side of the box from like a top down view. So like, yeah, yeah, I had the same issue, just like jumping back and forth and then trying to go from one side to the other to get like a frog coin or mm -hmm. to reach a different area. It's like, ooh, why is this so fucking difficult? And then you got like the Koopa Troopas that are, are flying up and down in between and it's like, well, fuck, I don't want to hit them. But then <laughs> if you go like, if you fall down and and go to another screen and come back they're back flying there again and it's like you're gonna fall yeah dude it, i mean it took me so many tries i fell off 
so many times like climb two get to the third fall off and then and then to top it all off fuck i think it was the last one before you get to the final one um i tried to make that jump probably a hundred times there's like there's three vines one goes to the tip top one is in the middle and one's a little bit lower than the tallest one. Yeah, it's like and a it, green, yellow, and red vine. <laughs> well, it looks like you have to jump over the middle one and latch on to the furthest one. Oh, yeah. And you're like a frame away from grabbing the bottom of the vine if you do it like that. And it looks so tempting. Dude, it took me so long, and I actually hit it a few times. Like, he would try to grab, and then he would fall off. Yeah, yeah, because you're not holding it up. You're holding, like, sideways or something. I. And it's like he, like, slips. He, like, pauses for a second and fucking slips. Dude, yeah, and then I don't remember exactly where it is, but there's a fucking platform that you just have to hit yeah. in the middle, and then it gives you and then it gives you a um, a platform to stand on, which was still hard as fuck to get on the vine. Yeah, but, yeah. Dude, it, it took me so long to find that. And so the, long. There's nothing showing you. Like, there's hidden chests all over this game. There's hidden platforms all over the game. In some games, when there's something that's hidden, you would see a shadow, and you're like, where the fuck's the shadow coming from? You get underneath the shadow, and you jump. There it is. There's a hidden platform. This game doesn't give you any hints. There's like right. an, there's an item that tells you that will shake your controller when that hidden box is in the same area. But with that platform, I did the same thing. I kept trying to jump from the right side to the middle one to go from the middle one all the way left, and I'd miss that grab. Well, I was like, fuck, I was like trying to jump and then like scoot over little by little to get like on the edge of the frame. And yeah. that's how I found that platform. And I yep. was like, well, fuck it. it. It gives you like another inch or two inches of like height to make the grab better. But you still need to jump from the center to the left. And you can you can miss it by going in front or behind it. Like it, it's still frustrating. Mm hmm. No, I, I, I agree, man. I mean, even with having the platform, it was still super hard, but I mean, I probably spent as much time on that as you did the jumps. Like, I, yeah, uh, it was like an afternoon with several breaks. Like I needed to like get up and go outside or whatever. Like I needed to take a second. <laughs> go calm down. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> no, I finally got it. I mean, it was just the platform. I don't think it's possible without the platform. So uh, yeah, but I I think that's all the gripes. I I think that's yeah that you know we covered the the fucking the six rooms we covered the the pearls puzzle in the vines. Those are the big ones. There's nothing else um, that I really didn't like. And all all the other mini games are all fun as well. Um, nothing's really too frustrating besides besides the little bit of platforming that mm -hmm. that this game makes you do. And yeah, the platforming is, it is frustrating, right? But I, I'm glad it's there because it makes yeah. sense that it would be there in a Mario game. It's part of the game. Like it's, it's only there because of Mario, you know, it wouldn't be there if this was just like swap out all the characters, you know, for, for your typical like mythological, you know, Renaissance bullshit characters and make this a regular RPG that, that platforming wouldn't be there. So. Yeah. That's why it's there, and I like that they did that. It's just really hard. <laughs> I guess what late game? Yeah, yeah. I, I Smithy think and his goons. Yeah, I think we're I think we're about good to talk about Smithy. I don't think I'm skipping over anything super important. Um, yeah, let's run it.
at the end of the game, towards the end, you make your way back to Bowser's Castle. What was it Bowser's Keep or something like that? Um, <laughs> so you make your way back through there. You start reuniting with like Bowser's minions because throughout the game, from when like when Bowser loses his castle, he's got like twenty minions, and then the next time you see him, he's got like fifteen minions, and then he's got ten. Then he has nobody, and then he joins Mario. Well, whenever you get to Bowser's Keep, you're going through there. And Bowser's like intimidating, terrorizing all the goons that left him. And they're like running away from battles, which I thought was was really, really funny, really cool. You make your way to like a uh, Wizard Koopa. Yeah, the wizard, the Wizard Koopa, yeah. Which that was pretty cool. He, uh, you know, he's a, mag- he's a magic Koopa. He's like under a different spell. He's like red instead of blue, like his traditional, you know, look. Right. Which he was a, it was, it was a pretty fun fight. It wasn't that bad. It was a, it yeah, was it was entertaining. like sub boss. Yeah, like the sub boss before the final bosses. And then, um, what you get to the top of Bowser's Keep and or his castle, and then you fight Exor, the big sword that crashed down into his uh castle, which is a pretty cool boss, man. Honestly, um, it's not what I was expecting. A lot of the bosses seem to have some type of weapon to them, you know, like Boyer, his bow and arrow. You got Knife Guy, you got, you know, Speardovich, which is like Boyer's cousin. But of mm-hmm. course, like his name, he's a spear. And then Exer, it's a sword. So all kind of the same themes. Yeah, in the whole game, I, I thought that Exor, the big the big ass sword, I thought that was like the boss because you see it so much. You know, that's yeah, what so, scratches down into the castle. I, I mean, thought he, that was he, Smithy. He's on the original cartridge for the right. game. You know, so I, I thought I thought the same thing on my first playthrough. You see, you beat Exor, and then his his jaw drops, of course, because his his face is on the hilt of the sword. His jaw drops. And now you're in a portal. You get sent to uh, Smithy's domain. I'm not really for sure what it's called, but it's like Smithy's factory. Yeah, it's like Factory World or something like that. It's like a literally just a huge factory and a big gauntlet of tough fights getting to the getting to the final boss you're just like i mean they're not that hard but you know you gotta you gotta use your resources for sure uh, oh yeah it, so you know like mega man at the end of the game you have a boss rush right mario rpg has a similar boss rush but it's presented way differently there's no saves you know in between the first one to the last one right right before you fight smithy but there is like i don't know what three or four almost back-to-back fights that would be that are a little challenging if 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 you're not prepared for it yeah if you're not prepared for sure um yeah probably probably like four to five four to five tough fights but i mean if you're leveled up and stuff and you have some backup items like you're, you're probably good i didn't struggle with it too much but by the end of it i was like fuck like i was getting worried about my resources yeah, uh, my mana and stuff, but a, a toad like runs up through uh <laughs> through one of the doors or something, and he just has a little mobile shop. I was like, oh yeah. my god, he like yeah. trips and falls at Peach's feet, and it's like, I'm sorry, princess, don't don't hate me. I came yeah. to help. <laughs> what what do y'all need? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He just like opens up shop, and he has everything you need, and then you're good. So yeah, that was 
it's a tough little part and you're just fighting a bunch of bosses that's I, I never really thought about it that way in the in terms of like the Mega Man boss refights but you're right it is it's similar that's what it really reminded me of because there's you know there there's once you go into his little like Smithy's domain area you need to be prepared you need a there is no going back you you know um I know in the original there was no going back in the remake you possibly could have went back because you can pull up the map and now you like in in the the remake you can pull up the map and you have quick travel mm-hmm. you didn't have quick travel in the original so if you were there you were there like there was no turning you could i almost soft locked myself late game on the super nintendo because of how fucking challenging it was and how oh. under leveled i was yeah if there's no way to get out of there and you're just you're stuck there there yeah then you could so i was i was i was I was scared. I was a little, not scared. I guess you can say I was a little nervous getting to like the true late game in the, uh, in the remake. Cause I didn't know, I had no clue. This game is easy all the way up until this part. And then it's like, it ramps the difficulty up by tenfold. Definitely. Who is your team going into Smithy? So, you know, after you do, after you do the little refights, you know, your, uh, your little gauntlet, you get to Smithy who has two phases yeah, yeah, so yeah, it was still the same Mario, Bowser, Peach. Um, nice. I did. So you get this item called like the uh, what Star Rock. I use that to do a bunch of damage. Um, all at once, it's a rock candy. I oh, and you throw yeah. that and you do like two hundred damage to like Smithy, and then he's got this foundry thing that's like spitting out like hot like molten metal, Smithy bangs it with this hammer and uh creates like enemies to fight mm-hmm. with them but mm-hmm. i used a bunch of the rock candies like i think i had like four or five of them throughout the game because I, I mean i didn't use i barely used any items um so i i used all the like the hard like the 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 heavy hitter the heavy hitting items towards the end of the game on smithy as well to kind of get some of that extra damage out yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't have any of those, um, so I didn't, I didn't get that. I didn't get to do that. I'd use those on other bosses, I think, and I think there's like a limited amount of those in the game, and you can't buy them. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. They're what like about bombs. you? What was your, uh, what was your party? So for Smithy, I think I, I think I stuck with, uh, I think I stuck with uh, the Mario, Gino, Bowser type of thing, and just use, you know, Mario would just, uh, he would use his hammer. And try to get the extra hits, or I would jump with him, and then Gino would boost up Bowser, you know, stat boost, and then Bowser would just hit for like four or five hundred. And uh, if anybody went down or whatever, it was getting close, I'd just swap Peach in for Bowser, heal everybody, or you know, Bowser or Gino heal everybody, and then put her back up. That that's kind of how I did it, um, and had pretty good success with that. Nobody, nobody really went down. Did you? Uh... Did you have a one try fight? No, no, because <clears throat> I uh, I tried. I'd had Mallow out, I think, on the first couple because he has that thought peak and he'll tell you like what things are weak to, and there's like so many different. I just didn't know the strategy because in some fights and in some games, like you know, like you were talking about the little uh, his little like minion who's spitting out the fire that he's uh forging basically i didn't know if you needed to take that down first or 
whatever, you know. Yeah. But, and I, I realized soon after you don't. Um, you can just go straight for Smithy. But in some games, you do have to take down, like, the thing that's powering them up or whatever. Yeah, 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 like the side enemy will be healing him or or producing more enemies that will be very overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. And uh, after I after I just tried to uh, to not really worry about that and just go straight for straight for the boss, uh, he was good. So that's what I did for the first fight of Smithy. Um, I just i I did the rock candies, but when I was done with those, I just smashed Smithy. Man, went up there, kept kept hitting the time perfect attacks because it also does surrounding damage to other enemies. And I mean, I was putting out three to four hundred damage with Mario and Peach and Bowser. Yeah. So the rock candy was only doing like 200 damage. So I probably could have beat the fight faster if I didn't use those. But um, yeah. mainly just focused all my attack on Smithy for sure. Right. And after you take him down, there's a there's part two, right? There's a second part there's, of the fight. Yeah, there's a second phase. And so I didn't I forgot all about this, but on the first playthrough, I grinded and grinded and grinded this fight. Like, to the point to where when I played it on the original, I didn't play it on the Super Nintendo. Of course, I played it emulating. And so I literally had to do a save state so I didn't have to keep fighting Exor. And then Smithy 1 to get to Smithy 2. The Smithy 2 was a pain. You know, he has got like three three or four different RNG aspects to it to where like he like turns his head into a tank, a wizard, like a coffin, and then I think a chest, like a little metal chest. Yeah. And all of those are different. They all react differently, you know, which you know, one's good against magic, one's good against physical, you know, he's got a tank. You know, I'm sure the casket's probably like uh, like his his big defense, you know, like you can't really hurt him. Right. But man, I just I just tanked it. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I just kept kept busting out attack after attack and then I would heal with Peach. I think I did have a character die two times, two or three times, but other than that, it was so much easier on the Switch versus the original. Oh, I'm sure, because I mean, I had a I had a bit of a hard time with the second phase, um, as far as like keeping characters alive, because I was probably pretty under leveled. I I beat the game at level 18. Oh, dang! Yeah, see, if you beat it at 18, that's insane. Because on the original, I beat it at like level 21 or like 23, and I was like, okay, this ain't bad. The max level's 30. Yeah, man, on the original. After I made that save state, I'm not even joking. I sat there and kept resetting to get good RNG for hours on end. You know, it's like I, like you said I, earlier, I streamed it. You know, two days of streams, just sat there trying my hardest, hoping to get good RNG because I was way under leveled. I didn't have any items. I didn't have like the choice equipment you know, that you would want these characters to have because I went in blind my first playthrough. Right. And it wrecked me. I eventually did, you know, beat it, but it was no shit hours of grinding RNG just to be, just to beat it. 
Yeah, so I'm sure. I'm sure. So on this one, th- this version of it, I just straight fucking tanked it and was like, I'm not doing this again. I <laughs> made, made sure to have Peach on my side. Yeah, and you know, one thing that I didn't realize uh, at first about fighting uh, Smithy Phase 2 is that I think I got the intel with uh, the Thought Peak for Mallow, but each of those heads have separate health bars. So, oh, wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he doesn't just have like a 50,000 health bar. He has like five, you know, I mean 50,000 exaggeration, but he has like yeah. five, like two or 3,000 uh, health. And so he can take a while, but... But yeah, I think one of his phases, like his head, you know, you said his head changes. I think one of them like heals, one of them tanks you, one of them does a shit ton of magic damage. You know, they all have different attributes. Um, so once you get, once you kill one of the heads, it won't come back. So I figured that out and I was just like, well, we're just going to chip away at these one by one, you know? And, uh, but yeah, the, the Gino Bowser Mario really worked out because Bowser could just fucking annihilate, you know? Yeah. Hitting for like 500, 600. Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. So I really enjoyed it. And then after you beat the game, because I play the original, and then, you know, you will, you get through the credits, fucking great game. Everything about it's charming, amazing. When you get through the credits, it shows you the end credits from this Super Nintendo. Did you notice that? Yeah, I I watched him. I I mean, I figured that's what it was. Because um, I, I thought it, that it, was the same credits. Yeah, it's like the same credits twice, except one is the Super Nintendo, and then the other credits are the remake of the same credits. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was cool. I did and, hate uh, that. Like, I did hate that you couldn't get to the post game stuff in the Switch version until you watched all of them. Oh that's yeah, kind of, that's kind of annoying. But yeah, you can't I skip it. Which is yeah. kind of how I mean, that's how all Nintendo stuff is. Like, they want you to see it. For sure, for sure. And I, I like watching credits, but still, I like to have the option. One one thing that I did notice that I thought was kind of funny was that uh, in the, the little end credit, you know, they're all kind of marching through the woods, you know? Um, fucking uh, Booster is, like, leading Valentina. Oh, yeah, you know? he got another one. Yeah, yeah, he done, you know, he got himself a new girlfriend, which... <laughs> Uh, I know we didn't go over it earlier. Valentina is the one that was trying to take over the uh, Cloud Kingdom. Oh, yeah, with the Dodo. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I thought that was pretty funny, you know, because Booster is just trying to get a girlfriend, trying to get married. And then at the end, he's like leading Valentina almost by hand. Like he's like doing circles around her. Like, come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the end credits, it's almost like a fast forward of what happened after you. Uh, after you save Star Road, because I don't think we touched on that too much, but I think uh, I think in this game they they explain Star Road as the thing that lets people's wishes come true or something like that. So the end credits showed the wishes coming true, um, like with all those little cutscenes, like uh, you know Booster's getting married. I think there's one where Mallow's with his parents, and it's it's all these things because no dream, no wishes are going to come true uh, in this universe without fixing star road so that's that's kind of what it was showing and that's credits. pretty cool i yeah. guess that's probably something i overlooked because like it, it it makes sense now you know like because it's gonna be a happy ending everybody's getting what they wanted and you now it makes sense because you do see everybody kind of get what they want 
Exactly. And it took me a few minutes of watching the credits to realize it, but it, it, it did click. And I was like, oh shit, that's that's actually pretty cool. Because there's another section in the game where like you're on Star Road and you're seeing all these like wishes you can go up and talk to. And uh, it's just like random people's wishes. It doesn't tell you who they are, but you know, it'll just, it'll tell you like uh, what, what they're, what they're wanting essentially. And then in the credits, you see a lot of those things come true. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Cause you, you do do the little, little walk through star road and all those little glit, uh, glistening pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Good stuff. You saved the day. You know, that's, that's what matters. <laughs> so in all, man, I really enjoyed it. I was so glad to be able to play it again. Really glad that uh, that you played through it as well, and we were able to do this. It was um, it was very, very fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more. I'm glad I finally got to play it. Um, I hate that it took this long, but I am uh, I'm really glad that they remade this too. And I'm also glad I I played the remake instead. You know, the next time I play this, I probably will play the Super Nintendo version just for the challenge and to to see. Oh yeah, you but, should. But the, you know, if anything, if if nothing else, uh, this remake makes me extremely excited to see what could happen in the next couple years with RPG remakes because this is the first one that I know of that is like a one for one sixteen bit. RPG remake um, with just so much polish added. You know, Earthbound is in the discussion right now, like in yeah. that community with what could happen with that. And I, oh, don't, yeah. I don't think so, but this at least shows you that that could happen. Because so, like, this game's been dead for 20 years. Forever. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And for them to bring it back is just really cool. Almost unexpected, you know, because like there's not a huge fan base for like there. I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't like I'm sure there's a huge fan base, but you have to find it. You know, it's not like it's not like the Legend of Zelda where like everybody loves Zelda. Of course, everybody loves Mario, but they love the platforming Mario. People love Paper Mario, but that's Paper Mario. It's like hardly there's hardly, I hardly ever see any type of discussion over Super Mario RPG. And this game definitely brought it back into the limelight. Right. It's a cult following, essentially. It's like, you got to go looking for the community. It's there, but it's not like, you know, it's not huge in front and center. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not on the, the front page or anything. Exactly. And to, for a whole other generation to play this is, is pretty cool. Because, like, kids are playing it, and I'm playing it. It's 30 years old, you know, so... I don't know. I'm excited to see what uh what happens after this. But yeah, all in all, men had a great experience with this. It's super fun. Um, I'll definitely play it again. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I liked it more. I liked it much more than I thought I would. Because, like I said, I'm not like an RPG person. And to be honest, I'm not really like I like Mario, but I'm not like huge into it. You know what I mean? But yeah, I like uh, a Nintendo fan and a Mario fan. Exactly. Exactly. So I, yeah, it caught me off guard. It's a short game. It's not too long. You know, it respects your time. So at like 15 hours, that's probably what I put into it. Yeah. Not I'm many. right around like 20. And I think because of the, trying to get them 100 jumps. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, I bet. So one last thing, Cole. For sure. Did you know the Konami code can be input into this game? No, I had no idea. What, what does it do? Toad pops up. You'll just have to do it. Huh. It hit down, up, right, left, left bumper, right bumper, left bumper, 
right bumper B while paused. It's a pretty cool little Easter egg, um, and that's really all it is. I didn't know about it until until looking up the wiki, but I thought that was pretty cool because I never would have put the Capcom code in or the Konami code, you know. But uh, with it being a Super Nintendo game, it would make sense that they would put this Easter egg in there. Yeah, no, that that's awesome. I can't wait to try it. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I'll, I guess I'll just uh, I'll have to get back to you on that one and and let you know what I think about it. Hell yeah. Good deal, man. Yep. Yeah, I appreciate you. This was super fun. And uh, any any final closing thoughts before we get out of here? No. Uh, that's about it. I, I believe this game's well worth the hype. It's worth a remaster, a re-release. The polish. Nintendo always does such a great job. The water looks clear in the game. You know, it's yeah, it's amazing. It, it's, a, it's a really good, good version of this game. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. If you've never played Super Mario RPG, this might be the best time to play it, and uh, I'm very glad I did. But thank you one last time, man. Um, thank you for making the time for this, as always, and I'll get you back on the show soon. Absolutely, dude. Thank you.